Medicare Moment with Martha was previously recorded. Aloha and welcome to a Medicare Moment with Martha. What do Tom Hanks, Kenny G, Larry Bird, and Gina Davis have in common? They are all turning 65 this year, joining other celebrities who have hit that milestone. They have money, fortune, and fame, but may not qualify for Medicare. To qualify based on age, you must be 65, have worked for 10 years, and contributed to Social Security. You don't qualify on earnings alone or because you won an Emmy or an Academy Award. Medicare is a valuable benefit that provides health care coverage once you qualify. Health care costs can drain resources quickly if you don't have health insurance. The right Medicare plan can save you money, so you must choose wisely. So whether it's you, auntie, uncle, mom or dad, tune in as we examine the world of Medicare. Welcome to a Medicare Moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Clopin, and I want to thank you so very much for listening today. Let me take a moment and tell you what's on the agenda. <laughs> You'll never guess what I have planned for you today. What I'm calling today's show is Yes, Please, and Thank You. <laughs> That's the topic of the show today, and those words are harmless, right? We learned them or we used to learn them in grade school or better yet at home first and then reinforced in elementary school. But yes, please and thank you. Those are the words that normally are harmless. But for those of us who use those expressions, we usually are the same folks that are watching reruns on me TV of Perry Mason, Leave it to Beaver and the Waltons. <laughs> and I will say, yes, I do watch reruns of Perry Mason. So I'm somewhere in that group. But yes, please. And thank you. That's what we know. That's what we grew up with. But I have news for you. And I cannot say it's all exactly good. Yes, please. And thank you can cause a lot of trouble when you are advocating for yourself or a loved one with Medicare, especially if you were a loved one are facing premature hospital discharge, denial of skilled nursing benefits, or even a notice of non-Medicare coverage for a service that you thought would be covered. And what else does it do? It puts you at risk, puts your own health at risk due to the stress of managing a loved one during an episode of illness. Because not only do you need to be concerned about whether your loved one is getting the very best of care, but also you may also need to make sure the insurance is going to be working properly so you don't end up spending more than you should on a particular service. That's why I wanna encourage everyone to listen to a Medicare Moment with Martha, tell all your friends, because I am going to continue to give you these real life examples and share with you how each of these folks were able to resolve something. <laughs> and the reason that I know about all these different uh, situations is because of those who call me and share. And that leads me to our story for today. Today's story starts with a call I received 
last Saturday morning. That's right. First thing on a Saturday morning, I get a call about Medicare. <laughs> so the caller, who I shall say does listen to a Medicare moment with Martha, she said that on Friday morning, uh, she got a letter saying that her husband's care in the skilled nursing facility was going to end on the very day she received the letter. She was really shocked. Uh, just a few days prior, three or four days before, her, her husband had suffered a stroke and ended up in uh, the hospital and then went over to a skilled nursing facility uh, where he was receiving uh, rehab. And she was just over there, um, you know, the Thursday night, I think in a interdisciplinary meeting about her husband's progress. And no one said to her that the insurance coverage for the skilled nursing visit was ending on the Friday. So anyway, she got this letter, she called and she objected. She said, my husband needs rehab and I don't know why I got this letter. And, and so she was informed uh, by the social workers that she could file an appeal. But as far as they knew, her husband could be discharged on Friday. So needless to say, it was Friday evening. He wasn't going anywhere. But later that night, um, this person, she got a call from the skilled nursing facility and they told her that her husband wasn't feeling well. He was talking about some leg pain and chest pain and the hospital, the skilled nursing facility wanted to know if she wanted to have him sent over uh, to the hospital, you know, to the emergency room. So she said, of course, of course, if he's not feeling well, get him over to the ER. So she headed over to the to the ER to meet him. And when she got there, she found out that he was going to be having some tests. The hospital, of course, was very concerned because this is a person who just had a stroke a few days ago. So they um, put him in a room and started to do some tests. And then she was told, you know, late that evening that everything looked pretty good, but he would need to spend another day in the hospital for some more tests. But they wanted her to be aware that he was not being admitted to the hospital. That's right, he went to the emergency room in an ambulance. He went into the little uh, area of emergency room. He was moved to an actual room in the hospital, but he was not being admitted. He was there under observation. So she said, okay, and thank you. <laughs> that's why the segment, this segment is called Yes, Please, and Thank You. She said, okay, and thank you, because that's what we say when somebody tells us your husband is going to be here in the hospital under observation. Who knows to question that? Who knows if that has any special meaning? You just want your loved one to get well. So I said to this person, I said, ah, I said, I'm glad you called. I said, let me ask you a couple things. I said, have you confirmed that the skilled nursing facility will take your husband back? Have you ever heard of something called a bed hold? And she said, no, what is a bed hold? <laughs> I said, well, uh, that's uh, there's no guarantee if your husband leaves the skilled nursing facility that he's going to go back because while he's you know, in the hospital, either as an inpatient or observation, whatever the case may be, uh, that bed might need to be made available to someone else. So she said, you know, I was kind of surprised why uh, they told me uh, to pick up his clothes. <laughs> and uh, so so anyway, I said, and then secondly, I want to know, 
uh, do you know if your husband's insurance coverage requires a three-day hospital stay? Sometimes Medicare plans require a three-day hospital stay before a person can be admitted to skilled nursing for rehab. So I wanted to know if that was the policy of the health insurance because she was told that her husband was under observation. Observation, even if you're in for a day or two days, is not considered an inpatient hospital stay. So she had a little homework to do, but um, these were things that I, I told her would be very critical to determine, number one, if her husband would be able to even get back into the skilled nursing facility from the hospital, or two, uh, even if for some, some reason he finds his way back, you wanna make sure that you've met the requirements for the insurance company to pay for that skilled nursing facility stay. Of course, logically, you would think if the nursing home sent him to the emergency room and then he's, at, he's in the hospital, that you think he was under skilled nursing care, he would be automatically sent right back. That's why Medicare doesn't always follow logic and you have to know the rules and you wanna listen to a Medicare moment with Martha so you can find out all these rules. So I wanna continue this story. I'm leaving it as a little bit of a cliffhanger and I'll tell you what happened next. We'll be back in a moment. Diary entry, August 15th. My joints ache. Today I can hardly move. I need some answers. I need some answers. September 3rd. I'm tired all the time. What's going What's on? What's going on? June 8th. I woke up with a rash on my face. I want to know why. For answers, ask your doctor the right question. Could I have lupus? For answers, for support, for hope, visit couldihavelupus.gov or call 1-800-994-9662. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office on Women's Health and the Ad Council. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I, I just need to finish the sales report and then I'll lie you down for a bit. But shouldn't I... No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away. Because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to a Medicare Moment with Martha. We've been talking about the downside of saying yes, please, and thank you when advocating for a loved one during a medical crisis. We've been talking about a person who suffered a stroke and was recovering in a skilled nursing facility for about three or four days when this person's wife got a call at home saying, gee, we think that your husband might need some attention at the hospital. So what does she say? She said, yes, please, and thank you, <laughs> and headed over to the hospital uh, to see what was going on. But one of the things that she didn't say, one of the things that we were not taught to say is when my husband returns from the hospital, will he be able to return to the skilled nursing facility? She didn't think to ask that question. And further, uh, that skilled nursing facility had already notified her that they felt that her husband no longer needed a skilled nursing care and they were planning uh, for him to actually return home with her 
that Friday. She, of course, objected and uh, finds, found herself uh, Friday uh, night uh, with her husband at the hospital and then admitted as observation and not an inpatient hospital stay. So first thing she did on Saturday morning, she said, Martha, I heard you say something about observation. <laughs> and uh, because she listens to Medicare Mo with Martha, she thought she better call me to make sure she understood what was going on and what she might need to do. So one of the things I had her do, I had her contact the skilled nursing facility and uh, they did say to her that, that that bed was not held. And when her husband uh, did leave the hospital, she would have to go through uh, some a process to see if, if a bed was available and he could return to that particular skilled nursing facility. She was just shocked. She said, well, how come no one told me uh, when, um, you know, you sent my husband over to the hospital? And she said, well, you know, there was really no answer for that. These are the things you are expected to know. If your loved one has Medicare, they're in a skilled nursing facility and they get moved to a hospital, don't assume that they will automatically be able to return to the skilled nursing facility and to the bed that they were staying in before uh, the hospitalization. Uh, second thing I wanted her to do is I wanted her to call her husband's insurance company to determine if they required a three-day hospital stay as well as that doctor's order to be covered under a skilled nursing facility visit. So what I was trying to help her with is when it was time for her husband to return to the skilled nursing facility, even if somebody says yes, I wanted to make sure she understood whether or not the insurance company would cover it or if they could deny. A lot of people think just because the doctor writes the order that you need skilled nursing care, just because you can see that a loved one needs skilled nursing care, that does not necessarily mean that you've met all of the requirements for the insurance to cover the skilled nursing facility stay. So what did she learn? She learned that her husband's insurance required a three-day hospital stay. Observation is not a three-day hospital stay. So my next guidance to her was to call the doctor immediately and discuss it with the doctor. And I gave her a little script because she said, Martha, this is just so overwhelming. <laughs> she said, I'm so overwhelmed. She said, think about the state of mind I'm in. I was just visiting my husband Friday at the hospital. I come home, I get a letter saying that it will no longer be covered. A couple hours later, I get a call saying, do I want my husband to go over to the hospital? She said, I'm a complete wreck. And I said, I understand, but you need to call the doctor. So she called the doctor. And even on a Saturday, the doctor uh, did answer. And she told the doctor exactly this little script I gave her, which was all absolutely correct, that her husband is a fall risk. It's not safe for him uh, to be returned home. She's not set up. When he comes home, she was going to need a hospital bed. There's stairs. There's so much that needed to be done before he is released to home. And she really wanted the doctor's help. She explained that the skilled nursing facility could not confirm he would be able to return. She also confirmed that the hospital had changed her husband's uh, status to observation and not a hospital stay. And in order to cover the skilled nursing uh, facility, 
the insurance wanted a three-day hospital stay. <laughs> so the doctor said, okay, uh, I'm on it, fall risk, not safe. I guess nobody wants to be held liable. So the doctor uh, said he would get back to her. So a few hours later, the doctor got back to her and said everything is, is clear. We were able to work it out. He had to work with the uh, hospital. He had to work with the skilled nursing facility. She did learn that her husband would not be going back to the same room and the same bed uh, that he had. So again, uh, it's no guarantees that you're going back. You really have to ask these questions. We are so focused on yes, please, and thank you. Yes, please, and thank you. Sometimes we don't know that we also need to inquire about how things will work. So Sunday, I'm very happy to report, I got another phone call and uh, this listener uh, was so happy to let me know that the doctor had indeed worked everything out. Her husband uh, had no issues. Uh, the hospital said all the tests worked out. They suggested he go back to the nursing home. The doctor uh, made sure his order was in place. And even though he did not get the same bed, he did not get the same room, he did not even get the same floor. He did get the same facility, but he was able to continue his rehab at the skilled nursing facility he was in prior to the emergency hospitalization and all is well. And it's, it's so cute. Uh, she just sends me a quick text every day and, and she just says, thank you. And everything's okay. He's, you know, still in the hospital. I mean, in the skilled nursing facility. And she was able to let me know that the insurance plan will be covering uh, all of his days at the skilled nursing facility at this time. So she is having um, another uh, meeting with the interdisciplinary review team. That's the team that will tell her how her husband is doing with regards to, is he able to eat, how the paralysis on his left side is coming along, if he's able to walk better and have better balance, and once he meets certain goals that have been preset, then it is appropriate that he would be discharged from the skilled nursing facility back to home. Even though he may not be 100%, he still would meet the requirements to be discharged. A lot of people look at the skilled nursing facility benefit under Medicare, and it does say 100 days per benefit period. 100 days. So most people assume that you can be in for 100 days. Well, not necessarily. If the person is meeting the goals that have been set out and those goals are met according to the physical therapists and the social workers, everybody that's working with the, the, the patient, uh, the doctor, physiatrist, then that person actually would be sent home. And even though Medicare may have this bank, of 100 days, if you meet those goals uh, in the first week, in two weeks, then you will not have 100 days at the skilled nursing and you will need some help from family and friends when you go home if you're not quite 100%. So when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what happens when you actually need to make a phone call to Medicare. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, I'm Sam Waterston. More than 6 million Americans are losing their sight to blinding diseases such as macular degeneration and retinitis pigmentosa. But there is hope. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is leading the charge to find treatments and cures for these devastating diseases. For free information on the latest treatments and research, or to find out how you can help, 
Call the foundation at 800-844-1174. That's 800-844-1174. You mean I could have diabetes and not even know it? Then why would I want to know? Heart disease, amputations, stroke, blindness can all be caused by diabetes. So it's critical that you know. If you're over 45, you don't exercise, and you're overweight, you're at risk. But a simple blood test can detect the problem, and with early treatment, you can prevent the devastating effects of diabetes. Call the American Diabetes Association at 1-800-DIABETES. Don't be blind to diabetes. Welcome back to a Medicare Moment with Martha. I'm your host, Martha Colpin, and I'm so excited. I want to share with you the experience. Recently, I had to call Medicare on behalf of someone just to check on a particular benefit and if Medicare covered it. And I wanted to play uh, just a little, um, you know, what to expect when you call Medicare. We're gonna listen to that now. Welcome to Medicare. Para Español, marque 8. In a few words, briefly tell me the reason for your call today. I didn't catch that. Please tell me briefly how I can help you today. Representative. Representative. Tell me the reason you want to speak with an agent today. Medicare question. You can say claims or press one. Premium payments or press claims first. I didn't catch that. You can say the date of the transfer you to an agent who can help. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality and training purposes. After speaking with the agent, would you be willing to take part in a survey regarding... All of our representatives are currently assisting other callers. Please stay on the line and our next available representative will assist you. Your estimated wait time is seven minutes. Medicare is a very, very valuable benefit, very, very valuable benefit, but it's so important to understand what do you encounter when you are attempting to get information? What resources are available to you? So one of the resources available to you is you can call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE. That's 1-800-M-E-D-I-C-A-R-E. <laughs> And you will experience what I experienced when I called. Uh, during that call, you are invited to press a few buttons. Hopefully, you will know what you are calling about. Uh, in this case, I ended up saying representative. And where I left off with that call is it was going to be another seven minutes before I would be able to speak with someone. And while I waited, 
the very, very enjoyable music <laughs> was playing. So a lot of times people will forget the question that they have. They totally, you know, spaz out, just forget the question. By the time they go through pushing button one, button two, and uh, and saying representative claims or whatever the case may be, by the time they get a live person, they don't even remember the question. So that's why I encourage people to always put together a little script. So when the live person comes on, you can just read from your script if you don't remember what you call to ask about. Now, I am well prepared because I've called Medicare many times. I've called Social Security uh, many, many, many times. So I actually do have a little bullet point, <laughs> a bulleted uh, list uh, just to make sure that I'm focused and I stay on point. Because many times people today who help you at these offices, they have hundreds and hundreds of calls that may be in the queue that they are responsible for getting through uh, in a given day. Also, many of the people who answer the phones are working from home. So to make sure that you have the best possible experience and the best possible outcome, it's really a good idea to have your script uh, ready and available. Now, it was so interesting, this particular call, I was uh, asking about uh, a duplicated bill <laughs> and uh it actually i was thinking about this uh this show is it's just about a little under a half an hour and i actually spent in total talking to medicare my wait time everything about 50 about 57 minutes so about double the time of this show <laughs> so i i'm happy to report that when i called medicare about this issue it was a, about a 15 minute in all for holding. And then I, I, re I got this very wonderful representative. She was so wonderful and she was unable to help me, but she understood the question. So she said, I have to escalate this to the next level. And I, I was put in touch next with a person who is a first level of appeal, whatever that means. <laughs> and, uh, and this person listened and said, oh, I need to get you to yet another team. And then we were able to get to a uh, level two uh, person. And this level two person said she would bring it to another team, but I didn't have to talk to that team. <laughs> so she was able to talk to that team and they were able to say, this is the best way to address that situation. And please call us back and let us know if there is any other issues. I was so appreciative because I, I just wanted uh, to confirm some information and then I was able to give it to uh, the person who had called me to ask. So it's very important to understand that Medicare is a very valuable benefit, but there are not a lot of resources available uh, to most people, or even if they look at the resources that are available, they don't quite understand them because Medicare it's not something you get in one city. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people who can sell you a plan and, and tell you, hey, if you go to the doctor, it'll be $10. And if you need medications, it will be X amount of dollars. But they don't really necessarily at that time fill you in with what you'll need to do at the time of service. So I'm so happy that we were successful this week with helping uh, a gentleman and his wife 
uh, make sure that after he was uh, released from the hospital, he could go back to the skilled nursing facility and without contacting the doctor, contacting the nursing home, having the doctor work with the hospital in the nursing home, that gentleman would be home with his wife and she would be trying to figure out how to care for him without all of the proper tools that she needs to do that. So what they're working on this week is is preparing the home and preparing the two of them uh, for what life will be like at home as he recovers from a stroke. So happy he recovered, but he still has a road ahead. Uh, once again, anyone interested in getting a hold of my app, you know what you gotta do. Gotta get a hold of your uh, smartphone. You've gotta go to the, the message app. You've gotta put in the number 36, Oh, see, I forgot it. <laughs> 36260. Type in the word Medicare, M-E-D-I-C-A-R-E, and you will be able to download an app to your smartphone and get a lot of valuable information about Medicare. So once again, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to being back with you. Until then, please stay safe, and I wish you peace in your heart, peace in your mind, and peace in your life. Thanks for listening to a Medicare Moment today with Martha. We hope that today's program has been helpful for you. For more information, please call us at 808-230-3379. That's 808-230-3379. Or email us at getmartha at AOL.com. 